Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I would say that you are inherently worthy. No job loss, no money loss, right? That that can make you unworthy. We are inherently worthy because we exist. There are people out there who have no idea who you are, who, who want to support you, who love you and who want to support you, right? And so I would say go out searching for what is available to you. Is that a food pantry that's available to you? Is that somebody who's looking to hire somebody in exactly the skill set that you have always wanted to do, but never felt like it was possible for you, right? What type of life do you really want to live? Like a lot of the times we are sold this idea of living in a mansion with people feeding us grapes out by the pool, right? But when I think about it, is that the life I really want? No, right? I want to live with my family in this little house with our dogs, right? I want to work some days, right? And I want to do things that I really enjoy. So think about what is it that you really want out of life? Okay, because a lot of the times it's not those million dollar mansions that we actually want, right? We want to do work that we love, right? We want to be surrounded by people who support us, right? And so now is this opportunity to figure out what do you really want when you're not stuck in one place? Right. I went through that when I stopped working after I had my daughter, I would be working just to pay for childcare. And I thought that isn't the life that I want. I don't want to be away from my daughter 40 plus hours a week, just, just to work, to pay for childcare. And it was a transition and my husband was wildly supportive, but I felt so unworthy of doing anything that wasn't in corporate America mm. because that's what we're taught. Oh, right. And Lord. so look for examples yes. of what you do want, right? Look for examples who have have achieved what it is that you actually want out of life and follow them, see their journey, hear what they've gone through and hear how they made it out the other side, right? So figure out what you really do want. Know that people are there to support you, right? There are food pantries, there are shelters, right? There are people who have no idea who you are, who want to support you and who want to help you. Welcome to Universal Grace. I am your host, Nadine Grace. Universal Grace is a dose of personal development and spiritual truth to help you become the best and greatest version of yourself. I share real talks with global game changers, thought leaders, and high-performance experts in this raw and unfiltered transformational podcast. I know that we're all capable of becoming the very best version of ourselves. We just need to remember who we are and believe that we are worthy and deserving of an extraordinary life. I am here to awaken you to your infinite potential and in inspire you to unlock your inner greatness and live your best life. You ready? Let's get started. Welcome back to Universal Grace. 
I am your host, Nadine Grace. Our beautiful guest in today, her name is Kai Hernandez. Kai is a subconscious mindset and success coach, and she's also the host of the Logical Manifesto podcast. When she's not guiding six and seven figure coaches to clear their subconscious wealth, abundance, and success blocks to make more money in their business, she's playing with her daughter or reading a good novel. Welcome, Kai. How are you? Thank you so much for being Thank here with you. us. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure. I am doing well. I have a bit of a cough today, clearing some throat chakra things going on. So I have my water here. So hopefully not too many coughs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so nice to have you. So nice. You're doing well so far. I'm wondering if that's what's going on with me as well. I've been having a lot of um, like phlegm at my throat and I drink mm. at least, I drink like half a, what, a liter I don't even know how many cups in a liter. I, I drink almost like a gallon of water <laughs> a day, like a lot of water. So I know it's not water related. So maybe it's my throat chakra is telling me that I need to open it more. Who knows? But thank you so much for being here with us. I so love that you're here. You are, um, <laughs> as we were discussing prior to getting online, that, you know, most of the world, you know, we're dealing with money problems and money blockages. I know for a fact mm -hmm. that I dealt with it for a very, very, very long time because in the Jamaican culture, and I'm sure a lot of cultures can relate as well. Mm -hmm you know, we were taught that money didn't grow, money doesn't grow on, on trees and only the rich get richer mm -hmm. and, you know, rich people are, are, are bad and all those um, limiting beliefs that were, that we mm -hmm. incorporated as being our truth. And that, and mm -hmm. those be beliefs stayed with me for a very, very long time. And if I'm to be honest with you, I still think that I'm dealing with some money blockages as well. I think I've cleared most of them. But um, I'm very happy and excited to hear your story, what brought you to the journey, to the, you know, to your current journey and why, why are you now a success coach? If you don't mind sharing your story with us. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. I actually have a very um, different upbringing. I, so I, of course, a lot of us here, especially now that I have a daughter, so she's four years old and I listen to her shows sometimes and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, let's not watch this show, especially we're in the holidays. And so there's like Scrooge who's like only in it for the money and is so rude to everybody else. Right. And that's an example we get as very young kids when our subconscious is being formed by the ages of zero to seven of rich people being greedy, being selfish. Right. And if you have that belief, even just that one singular belief, you will not allow yourself to be wealthy if you believe that wealthy people are selfish and rude and bad because you're not going to do that to yourself and make yourself be bad or be selfish or be rude, right? And so for me, it was very interesting because I had these very two different perspectives on wealth and money. And I was actually very fortunate, and I'm going to do this for my daughter as well, that when I went to college, I was given an amount of money. Now, I had zero concept of money. Okay, I didn't realize that I could go out and buy a car. I didn't realize that I didn't have to work after college. Like I didn't realize any of these things. I lived as if I didn't have that much money because I had no concept of it because I had all these beliefs about what it would mean if I had that much money. So in my brain somewhere, I just like compartmentalized it and was like, no, that doesn't exist. <laughs> right. And so what I love and and Rachel Rogers does a great job of talking about this in her book, We Shall Be Millionaires. If you haven't read it yet, I completely recommend it. But she talks about what, what our is, decisions, right? 
Okay. What is it? What is it called? We should all be millionaires. We should all be millionaires. And our name is Rachel. Mm-hmm, by Rachel Rogers. I have the, I'm like, let me just grab it for you. <laughs> yes. We, we should all be millionaires Rachel by Rogers. Rachel Rogers. Let me take a quick mm-hmm. picture of that because I'm always into reading good books and expanding my um, subconscious mind. Cause like I said, I do believe that I still have some money blockages mm-hmm. going on, even though I believe that I cleaned them up, but, um, you know, it's, if it's, if we're not cleaning it up properly, then, <laughs> then definitely it's not going to go away. So I just snapped a picture of it. Awesome. Thank you so much. Perfect. Yes. And I want to touch on what you just said about not cleaning it up properly. So at every new level, you're going to hit a different type of money block that you didn't mm. experience before right? Because now there are different things coming into play. There are different aspects, different beliefs, different things, even generationally that can be passed down to us, right? And when it comes up, that's when it's ready to be healed. It didn't need to be healed back when you were at that lower income level because it Mm. wasn't creating any problems for you at that income level, right? And so it's not that it wasn't cleared properly. It's just that now something different is coming up to be worked out, right? And Denise Dustfield Thomas actually talks about that, how now even she, she's like millions in business, right? And she says, I even have blocks still come up, money blocks, new money blocks come up for me, right? And so it has nothing to do with how much we have. It has nothing to do with, oh, well, I only have, I'm only making like $10,000 in my business. So I have all these blocks and they're causing these, this oh. problem that I'll never get past. And that once I, once I pass $10,000 a month, like then I'll have no blocks ever again. Oh, <laughs> right? so, so what you're what saying happens. is, what you're saying is that each, at each income level, mm-hmm. there are more blockages because there are more beliefs to clean out, I guess, um, based on our worth. Do you think it's a worthy thing? Um, oh, that's an interesting question. So it has a lot to do with our own beliefs. So the beliefs that you were given by the ages of zero to seven were kind of like just incorporated into your system questioned, right? We didn't question whether money actually grew on trees or not, whether it's like this unlimited resource, which there absolutely is, (laughs) right? Like banks, I was so shocked when I learned that banks can lend out like 10 times the amount they have as a loan and then charge interest on it. So like they're literally making money, right? but we don't hear about that. We hear money doesn't grow on trees. Like right. there's such a limited resource. We can't buy these things. There's, right. there's not enough. Right. Um, and so we don't really question those things. Even when we know these other facts, they're never connected. And so they never cancel each other out. Right. Um, and so I'm like, what was I saying <laughs> before this? <laughs> and so it's not that each time you're going to have more blocks. It's that each time you're going to have a unique um, thing come up for you that you're going to have to work through a release in order to move up and to move past into the next level of income. Um, sometimes it's beliefs around our worthiness. Sometimes it's about if I believe that I can only make seven figures and still have time for my family. And I believe that anything over that would, I would have to step away from my family and have to manage a team. I would have to be putting out fires. Like I would have such a big business that that's all I would do. I value my family. So I'm not going to allow myself to grow my business more than that because I believe that it would mean time away from my family. Right. And so it, sometimes it has nothing to do with money, right? It has to do with time that we value and other things that we value in life that are important to us. Um, and what I was saying about Rachel Rogers is that she gives this really good example of million dollar decisions 
right? And broke ass decisions. Mm. And it's so important to realize that it is a decision that we're making, right? Even though it's something that maybe in our subconscious, we chose to believe when we didn't know any better, right? When an authority or a parent or a guardian told us something, right? We chose to believe them because that's how we stayed safe as kids, right? Mm -hmm. We just blindly believe what they say. Um, And so it's important to realize that it is a decision and we can choose to believe and decide something else today, Mm -hmm. right? And so going back to my story about being in college, I didn't realize that I was making a decision. I was making broke ass decisions, right? Even though I had this money, I was spending it, right? Because I had no concept of money. I had no concept of the amount that I had. I had some shame around the amount that I had, right? So I was just spending it and it went slowly away, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. Because it's not about the fact that I had money. It's about my mindset around the fact that I had money, Mm -hmm. right? And so my mindset was that I shouldn't have this much, right? And that it was, and it, it, it is very privileged, but I had such a negative association to it that I was just like, I don't want it, get it away from me, right? Yes. And I didn't realize that I could use it to support me. I didn't realize I could use it to buy a car. I didn't realize I could use it to not have to work a corporate job. I just thought that's what we do, right? Yeah. And so it's really important to realize that it's not about the money, it's about our mindset around the money, right? I no longer had that same sum that I had before, right? Now I feel a lot wealthier, even though I don't have that same amount, I'm working back to it, but I have so much focus and so much attention on it now. And I have so much, um, I don't, I don't know what the right word is. Like I'm very intentional on how I spend it and I'm very mm-hmm. intentional on how I save and invest it. Mm-hmm. And I feel so much wealthier now because I'm making decisions through a wealth mindset. Right. And so it's, it's so funny to realize that I have a lot less than I did then, Mm -hmm. but I feel so much wealthier and I'm using it to support me in a wealthy way and to live in a wealthy way, as opposed to like, I don't want that money. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. Like, just like get it away from me as fast as I can. And I feel like it's really important, especially now when we're realizing that nothing is a, a secure job, right? A lot of us were led to believe that we can't be entrepreneurs because we have to have secure jobs. Well, nothing is really secure anymore. There is no like secure source of income. Mm-hmm. And so it's a really big um, eye-opener when it comes to wealth, right? And wealth mindset and said, it, it really doesn't have to do with the amount that's in the bank, which can be really hard to believe at times. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's really about where we're making decisions from. And so absolutely you should read and we should all be millionaires by Rachel Rogers. It's a really great book. Um, but do you have any questions? I feel like I can just keep talking forever. (laughs) No, 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 no. This, I like, um, you know, discussions like this because a lot of people are dealing with scarcity mindset. I know that I, I had one, I had a scarcity mindset most of my life and Mm -hmm. I'm still working through that. I believe that I have an, you know, an abundance mindset now because I work on myself regularly. Um, So how does one identify a scarcity mindset and how do you transition from a scarcity mindset to an abundance mindset? Absolutely. So I want to start by saying that a scarcity mindset, right? Just like what we were saying before, it has nothing to do with how much money you have. I actually had something happen recently where I was like, I was going to get a haircut at a a salon the other day. And I had these thoughts come up like, I don't know, can I really afford that? Isn't it selfish to do that? Couldn't you just donate that money to like a more worthy cause than getting your haircut, right? Mm -hmm. I, I had all these thoughts pop up into my head and I'm like, wait, 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 wait. like, where is this coming from? Right? Like, I have more than enough money for this, right? And 
So the first thing is to really get used to listening to your mind. If that's not something that you already do, because unless you're paying attention to it, you don't realize that these are just thoughts flying by, right? So absolutely, if you're not already um, really aware of the thoughts that you're thinking, because you are not the thinker of your thoughts, you're the observer of your thoughts. Mm -hmm. So get really normalized into listening to your thoughts. If you don't already do that, sit down for just five minutes a day and just listen to the interesting thoughts that pop up into your head. Okay. And then start to notice when you go to make money decisions or when you go to purchase something, the thoughts that come up in your head, something that was really common for me before I started paying so much attention to my finances and my wealth was that I would keep telling myself that I couldn't afford things right? It would be like a hundred dollars, $50. I would say, no, I can't afford that. Like I'm not have no more money left. Right. Mm -hmm. And those thoughts were so common to me. And it was because I wasn't actually focusing on my wealth. I didn't even know how much I actually had. Right. Some people mm -hmm. are afraid to check their bank account balance because they don't want to know what's really going on in there. Mm -hmm. And they just continue to feel that scarcity come up and I can't afford that. I'm not going to be able to pay rent. Like it's going to, the budget's going to be really tight this month or money's going to be really tight this month. Right. And so those are all scarcity mindset phrases that will pop up in our mind and they're absolutely normal, right? We get to choose, we get to decide whether we believe them or not. What's the reality, right? And so shifting into abundance mindset, something that I actually came up with recently was knowing, so I know my net worth now. That is not something that I used to pay attention to at all, okay? So it's assets versus liabilities. And assets can be investments. It can be what's in your bank account. It can be anything, right? Your, your Roth IRAs, your 401ks, um, and minus liabilities, any loans that you have out, any credit cards, anything like that, right? And so once you know that number, you can realize how much you can actually afford things, right? I'm like, oh yeah, like I, I wouldn't cash out my 401k, but I could, and I could afford all these things, right? So you can actually walk around a store knowing your, your net worth number and continually tell yourself, I can afford that. I can afford that. I can afford that. I can afford that because you can, if it's within your net worth, you can technically afford it, right? Now, are you choosing to purchase it? Probably not, right? Mm -hmm. But you can actually afford it. And that's what I love about all the work that I do as a logical manifester and on my podcast is that logically, once you give this information to your brain, it becomes so much easier to like slowly fade away that scarcity mindset and those scarcity thoughts, right. That are, you're just observing in your brain and bring yourself back to the reality. Right. Yes. Yes. And I like how you mentioned, um, um, you were, you went to get a haircut and you were thinking about, mm -hmm. can I afford this? Because, one thing that I didn't know was that when I use that word, that statement, you know, I can't afford this. My subconscious mind is listening to that. My conscious yes. mind mm -hmm. is sending that information to my subconscious mind and my, and then our subconscious mind says, okay, so you can't afford it. I'm going to make sure that you can't afford it because it doesn't know I how think. to take a joke. And I think that's a lot of people are not realizing that mm -hmm. the words that we're using, the, the, how we are relating ourselves with, you know, with money and, and, mm -hmm. and the conversation that we're having with ourselves or in our dialogue yeah. is what is, is what is already created. That environment is already created and is spitting out and, and creating mm -hmm. all these circumstances and situations that to ensure that we cannot mm -hmm. afford it because our subconscious minds cannot take a joke. Yes. And that's why I have a six, he's turning seven mm -hmm. in January 
And I try, I always try very hard not to have money discussions in front of him because he asks a lot of questions. <laughs> he's very, he's very smart. He's always asking me, but mommy, but mommy, you know, why can't I get this? I, I'm going to go on Amazon. Amazon is his best friend. He's always ordering stuff. I had to block Amazon off of his phone because <laughs> he's going on. I'm like, okay, and I don't, I don't want to say mommy can't afford this because you know, mm-hmm. what am I going to do to him? You know, I don't want him to, to have yes. that mindset like, oh, mm-hmm. so there's certain things that I can't afford. I don't want him to have that type of, mm-hmm. you know, that I don't want him to build that, that relationship with money that it is scarce because mm-hmm. money is not scarce. Money's energy and energy is mm-hmm. not absolutely right. Money is like, you know, it's like mm-hmm. saying money doesn't grow on trees. Okay. So, you know, looking at it now it's, it's an, it's energy, it's energy, which mm-hmm. means that there's, there's no lack. Exactly. Absolutely. There is no lack. And I actually posted this on Instagram the other day. I was like, the only difference between that dusty penny that you see in the gutter when you're walking your dog and the $100 bill that the bank teller hands over to you that's like nice and crisp and fresh is what you choose to believe about Oh my it. gosh, I'm so glad that you brought that up. Yeah. I found a penny the other day on my nightstand and I picked it up and kissed it and said, mm-hmm. thank you. I was so excited. I gave it the same um, emotions as if I found a million dollars. I'm like, thank you so mm-hmm. much. Thank you more. And I brought it up and I said more because it is not mm-hmm. the amount, it's the energy that we put behind exactly. it. And if we yeah. walk, I used to like, before I changed my mindset, if I'm on the street mm-hmm. or walking around and I see like a penny or whatever on the road, mm-hmm. I would just step over it. I'm like, oh, it's just mm-hmm. a penny. Now I pick it up and I'm really thankful because if we're, if we're walking past it and not even acknowledging it, we're sending to the universe that we don't want money, mm-hmm. right? That's the mm-hmm. message that we're sending yeah. out that we don't want money. We don't want, oh, we don't want it because it's only a penny, but it's not. It's the energy yes. behind it. So I'm glad mm-hmm. that you mentioned that. It's so important. It's just so important for us to, to understand the relationship with money. And I'm still learning. So I'm going to yes, shut up and let absolutely. you talk. <laughs> <laughs> and, and something, so I actually am starting to incorporate this with my daughter and she's four years old, but something, so we have a set budget for her for each month. Mm. Um, And so I'll tell her like, oh, that's not within our financial plan for this month. Or I'll tell her, oh, we only have this amount. And it's hard because she doesn't quite grasp the concept of having $3, right? She doesn't realize, oh, this thing costs five, right? Um, And so that's kind of a hurdle that we're working on right now. But so my, even my daughter, like we, we all have personal budgets, right? Everyone in my family. And that's money that we get to spend however we see fit. And it's a limited amount for each month, right? That we have decided on. Of course, we can change it. Um, But so that's what I've done for her. And so that's an easy way to kind of realize well, this is how much we have right now for you for this month, right? There's going to be more next month, right? There's nothing, it's not like a limited supply that will never come back, right? Um, But that's how we've kind of made financial decisions. And now that you mention it, I actually have a book that I checked out. I wonder if I can find it really quick. Um, because it's exactly about talking to your kids about it. And it yeah. goes from the ages of three to like 21. So I'm like, oh, you definitely need to read this book. <laughs> yes. It's, it's so why are you looking for this? I'll just talk how important it is for us to recognize our, you know, the, the scarcity mindset that we have. Oh, there it is. Make your kid a money genius by Beth. Oh, I'm going to take a picture of that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, she's going to take a picture. I already yes. know it. Let me just hold it up for her. Yes. <laughs> let, let me take a picture of it because I can use all the help that I can get because you know, kids are learning every day and they're soaking Mm -hmm. up information and they're looking and they're observing. Kids don't learn by what you tell them. They learn by what they see. 
and, mm-hmm. and, yes. and, and here, thank you so much for that. No so, problem. um, how can, if someone is listening right now, when they're dealing with money yes. challenges, like most of the world is, mm-hmm. what is the first thing that they can do to shift their mindset into an abundance mindset? So the first thing that I would tell you is that you don't want to shift it immediately. Like you don't want to go from one extreme to the other extreme because that isn't practical for you. um, And it isn't fair to you to expect yourself to be able to do that. The first thing you want to do is get to a neutral place, right? And so something that I really love, I love tapping. If you haven't done tapping before, go on YouTube, find the EFT tapping video. Um, But what it does is it uses the same meridian lines from acupuncture And it actually reduces that fight or flight response. A lot of us have a flight or fight response associated with money because it's what we were taught. Um, And so you will notice, especially when you have those scarcity beliefs coming up, if you sink into your body, you will notice your heart rate might be elevated. You might feel a lot of energy in your hands. I definitely have that because I'm like, run away is a really big trigger response for me. Um, Or like fight somebody. (laughs) Um, And so just tapping to get into a neutral state while you're saying that belief, right? If it's an, an, a negative unwanted belief, right? You can do tapping while you're saying that belief. A really big thing that I would recommend is not trying to shut down your scarcity beliefs. Instead, it's learning to accept them, right? And that it is something that you currently believe. It doesn't mean that you don't believe it forever. It just means that this is a belief that's within your subconscious right now, because all you're doing when you're rejecting it is pushing it back down to your subconscious. It's still there, right? It's still affecting. It's still coming up every time it's being triggered, Mm -hmm. right? And so the only thing that you're doing by pushing it back down is putting it back in that box in the back of your mind, right? So I would recommend noticing the beliefs that come up for you and knowing these are just thoughts, right? There's nothing dangerous about them. You do not have to act them out. You don't have to take action on them, but it is a thought that's existing within you. So just write it down, do some tapping on it to get into a neutral state. That's the first thing that I would recommend. Um, I'm like, do I, should I go on to the next thing? <laughs> yeah. 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 So the I, next I, thing, yes, go ahead. Okay. No, no, no. The next thing after that would be finding evidence. And this is a really big one due to confirmation bias. I got my degree in psychology in college. Um, so confirmation bias is where we search out beliefs that support or evidence that supports what we already believe to be true. Right. So if I believe all wealthy people are greedy, I'm going to seek out evidence of where all wealthy people are being greedy. Right. And I'm going to reject evidence that is contrary to that right? And so our brains are really good at showing us what we already believe. Mm -hmm. And so if you have a belief, what you want to do after you've gained a neutral stance on it, right? After you've done some tapping, your heart rate goes down, look for evidence or ask other people for evidence. If they know people who are wealthy, who are not greedy, right? Go online, search all the donations, all the foundations that people have started, right? Of wealthy people being very generous, right? And giving back to causes that have affected them or have affected their loved ones, right? Or have started a foundation. Rachel Rogers just started a foundation, right? Look for evidence to the contrary, to show your subconscious, right? That that is not true. That is not a fact for all of life, right? And so that doesn't have to be true for you. You can choose to believe something different. I like that. I like that. Um, 
I like how you say that with, you know, money, money doesn't make a person good or bad. Money's a magnetizer. As my, my yes. mentor would always say, money's a magnetizer. If you're a given, loving, kind, compassionate person, it's going to magnetize that. It's going to magnetize all those good qualities that you have. You know, exactly. if then if you're selfish and you're, you know, you don't have all those good qualities, it's going to magnetize that as well. It just magnetizes what mm -hmm. the qualities that you already have. And, um, you know, it's just so important to understand that money is energy. And what I used to do in the mm -hmm. past is just put so much emphasis on it. Like, oh my gosh, it's so hard to, you know, to, mm -hmm. <laughs> to manifest this is, is really yeah. hard. And, and when I started paying attention to my limited limiting beliefs I had to start affirming what I know to be true like no money is easy to come mm -hmm. by it's energy you know I am worthy a lot of times it all it is tied to, to how we feel about ourselves too right to our worth you know mm -hmm. are we feeling yeah, worthy enough mm -hmm. to to make this amount of money are we feeling deserving are we you know you know do we look at ourselves in a good positive light do I should I really mm -hmm. do I really need to do like you went to get your hair done and you were asking mm -hmm. you, you were having that that self-talk should I mm -hmm. shouldn't I be donating this and that's like to me that's like worth worthiness like yes I am worthy I am deserving mm -hmm. I love myself let me let me you know treat myself I deserve it so mm -hmm. a lot of times I believe that it all boils down to worthiness so you're saying if a some, lot of it oh go ahead no 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 fine <laughs> go ahead so a lot of it has to do with, especially how we're treated as kids, right? Sometimes we're rewarded for being good, quote unquote, mm -hmm. or doing well on a test, right? With monetary things, right? Yes. With monetary value. We're treated yes. to things. And when we've been bad, quote unquote, and I don't believe in good or bad, right? So that's why I'm doing like my little air quotes over here. We don't get to do things we won't. We aren't deserving of them. And even though it may not be explicitly said like that, we know that that's what's happening, right? We know right. like, oh, well, we annoyed them. Oh, well, we didn't do good at the dentist, right? So we don't right. get this treat, right? I know, yes. Mm -hmm. That is so, and so true. It's, yeah, it's something that we're taught, right? Yeah. It's, it's not something that we come into the world believing, right? Like that kids so don't believe, kids, kids are like, oh, I want everything in this store, right? And yes. I believe that I can have it, right? Yes. That's how we come into the world believing. Yeah. And so it's really about, undoing this decision that we have made at some time when we didn't know better right they're all lies yeah they, they really are all these beliefs that we pick up if you go to the dentist and you didn't behave you didn't get a candy mm -hmm. or you know you didn't do well in school so you know you know you don't think you're that smart all those beliefs that we pick up along the way to that we we are using to determine our worth mm -hmm. and yeah. it they're all just lies and lies and lies and lies mm -hmm. and everyone is worthy and deserving of making any mm -hmm. amount of money that they want they just have to yes. believe that they're worthy and deserving deserving they just have to be able we're creators too as my mentor would always say we're creators and when we ask for something we get we get it we always get it in the form of our subconscious mind or inner being always mm -hmm. always yes. communicate that in a way that yes go create it you came here mm -hmm as a creator. So create whatever you want to appear in your life. And that, excuse me, that's, that was something that we weren't taught in school. Mm -hmm. But um, it's, I'm, I, just, I love conversations like this, because a lot of people are dealing with now that we're going through this mm -hmm. pandemic, a lot of people are going through money issues. And, mm -hmm. 
you know, and wondering where their next meal is coming from. A lot of people have lost their jobs. Mm-hmm. And I just want to, if, if there's anything that you can share, just one, just a sentence or anything that you can share with someone right now who's desperate in need, who have lost their jobs, who just, they, they have no idea where their mm-hmm. next meal is coming from. What can you say to that person in terms of money? I would say that you are inherently worthy, right? There is nothing, no job loss, no money loss, right? That, that can make you unworthy, right? We are inherently worthy because we exist, right? And that people, there are people out there who have no idea who you are, who, who want to support you, who love you and who want to support you, right? And so I would say, go out searching for what is available to you right? Is that a food pantry that's available to you? Is that somebody who's looking to hire somebody in exactly the skill set that you have always wanted to do, but never felt like it was possible for you, right? What type of life do you really want to live? Like a lot of the times we are sold this idea of living in a mansion with people feeding us grapes out by the pool, right? But when I think about it, is that the life I really want? No, right? I want to live with my family in this little house with our dogs, right? I want to work some days, right? And I want to do things that I really enjoy. So think about what is it that you really want out of life, okay? Because a lot of the times it's not those million dollar mansions that we actually want, right? We want to do work that we love, right? We want to be surrounded by people who support us, right? And so now is this opportunity to figure out what do you really want when you're not stuck in one place, right? I went through that when I stopped working after I had my daughter, I would be working just to pay for childcare. And I thought that isn't the life that I want. I don't want to be away from my daughter 40 plus hours a week, just, just to work to pay for childcare. And it was a transition and my husband was wildly supportive, but I felt so unworthy of doing anything that wasn't in corporate America Mm. because that's what we're taught, right? And so look for examples of what you do want, right? Look for examples who have, have achieved what it is that you actually want out of life and follow them, see their journey, hear what they've gone through and hear how they made it out the other side, Right. So figure out what you really do want. Know that people are there to support you, right? There are food pantries. There are shelters, right? There are people who have no idea who you are, who want to support you and who want to help you. I like that advice. I like that because is like you said, most of the time, what we think we want is not what we want. And what I do know is that money flows when you're walking in purpose as well. You know, yes. it really does like, like the people come, there's just people that just come out of nowhere to help you along your mm-hmm. journey. And the doors open that you didn't even know there were doors there. So, you know, a lot of the times when we are going through any type of challenges in life, losing our jobs, lose this, lose that, it's really for us to sit down and ask ourselves the tough questions, like who the hell am I? Mm-hmm. What do I want out of life? And going, you know, just follow, follow your heart, follow your passions, and the money will come in when you're walking in purpose. So thank you so much. Tell us about your podcast and how can they find you? If someone wanted, if any of our listeners wanted to connect with you, how can they find you? Yes. So I host the Logical Manifestor podcast where I marry my psychology degree with everything that I've learned in manifestation. I talk about money, mindset, and manifestation. You can also follow me on Instagram at I am Kai Hernandez. 
Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kai. It was such a pleasure having Thank you. you. I love having, having you are most welcome. I love having discussions like this. I also have a YouTube channel and I feel like I want to ask you as well to come on at times and do lives with me too. Um, I would love that. Perfect. Perfect. Yes. To talk to our, our audience because a lot of people um, are dealing with money blockages. I still believe that I'd have some as well. <clears throat> Excuse me, but I cleaned up most of it. Like you said, they were Thank always... <laughs> There will always be blockages mm, that exactly. as, as you move up in in in, in mm. levels. So you know mm. we there there will always be um, we will always need some some form of um, you know expert like yourself to to provide that that direction and how to address these these blockages because I really do believe that we can never ever clear out all of our negative beliefs that we have. There will always be some that pops up every time we move to new levels of our lives. So thank you so much. I really appreciated you coming here. I enjoyed the discussion. I look forward to having you on my, <laughs> on my YouTube show, live show to go through, you know, some, just to talk about, sit, sit down and talk about some of the blockages that we have and to help anyone who needs that help. So thank you so much, Kai. It was, and uh, did I pronounce your name? Have I been pronouncing your name correctly, Kai? Yeah, yeah, Kai. Mm -hmm. Awesome, awesome. I love it. So thank you, Kai. I appreciate you being here. <laughs> Have a wonderful day. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Universal Grace Podcast and being part of this amazing community. I consider each episode part of a lifelong conversation of you and I hanging out and helping each other rise to the top. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And of course, if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. So I'll see you on the next episode. But in the meantime, remember to head on over to universalgracepodcast.com and get some extra special resources that you won't find anywhere else. Thanks for listening and let love guide you.